Welcome to Hashtag Managed, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of building a booked out social media business. Tune in every week for transparent conversations from a six-figure social media agency owner, sharing the highlights and lowlights of being a business owner, and episodes featuring industry experts to help you start, scale, and book out your own social media management business. Now, here's your host, Jessica Sheehy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Business Class. I'm Jessica. I'm the founder of Social Savvy. I'm going to give another minute or two minutes to allow for some people to join us live. There's so many people joining the Zoom room. So let me work on admitting everyone. But if you guys are here, if you can hear me, drop it in the chat. If you can't hear me, let me know. Um, Let me know if you guys can hear me. I see some thumbs up. So perfect. I think we're awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. Okay, so we have more people joining us. So I am going to just keep letting them in. But if you guys are here live, if you can drop in the chat, tell me where you're located. And I would love to know if you're a social media manager, if you're a strategist, community manager, UGC creator, whatever it is, let me know in the chat. And so location and what your title is. Perfect. Montreal, social media man- manager, Yancy. So good to see you here. Yancy's inside of our mentorship. So happy to have you on today's business class. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, social media manager. Amazing. Marissa, Houston, Texas, social media manager. Uh, let's see, Rachel, I'm from the UK, social media freelancer. Amazing. Wendy from Miami, Florida, future social media manager. I love to hear it. I'm in Tampa right now. So, so awesome for another Floridian in the house, Chicago, social media strategist and freelance social, social media manager, North Carolina, LA, Philippines. Okay. I always get so excited when there's so many people from even outside the U.S., Um, So exciting that you guys are all here. Let's see. More Philippines, more UK. Amazing. 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 Awesome. Perfect. So thank you all so much for coming today, showing up live, and already being so active in the chat. Super, super helpful. Um, Throughout this class, I'm going to, you know, ask questions. I want you guys to ask questions, and we will go on. So if you want to have your camera on, I would love to see your face. But if you're doing something, maybe don't multitask, (laughs) but uh, let me know if, um, if you guys can hear me okay, and all of that is good. Awesome. So you guys are already sharing where you're joining us from. If you are just now popping in, tell me in the chat where you're joining business class from. And if you're a social media manager, freelancer, strategist, whatever your role is, or if you're aspiring social media manager, that's okay too. I am Jessica. I'm the founder of Social Savvy. We started in 2018 and I started as a social media freelancer. I lost my job. I just got hired as a marketing manager in New York City, which was a dream job for three months until it wasn't anymore. Um, That's a story for another day. And I think I go deeper on that on a podcast episode on hashtag managed. Um, But I started social savvy scared. I don't know if any of you guys can relate. Starting a business on your own is so scary. Right now in 2023, there are so many resources online. And thank you, TikTok, to so many great creators who share how to start your own business. But in 2018, that did not exist. I was lucky before the 
role that I lost, I was working for a local marketing agency and my two bosses were great mentors. And I know not a lot of us have a similar experience to that, but they were great mentors in terms of teaching me the ins and outs of not only social media, but digital marketing, but also just running a business and being a great leader, a great manager, um, HR, legal, finances, bookkeeping, all the scary things about running a business, they shared a lot of great things. So I feel really lucky to have that. But even then, starting out on my own journey was really, really hard. So I will say I've done social savvy for five years. We're now an agency. We have five team members. Um, We're all located remote. Our clients are all over the US and the UK. feel so lucky to work with so many great um, people on our team, but also the clients that we serve and have served. I've been a social media manager for some big people in the business and online marketing space. So I've got to learn a little bit about the good, bad, and the ugly about the online space. So I like to share not everything is what it seems on social media. If you guys are seasoned social media marketers, you probably know that uh, from working with certain clients. Um, But I quickly learned that oh, wow, okay, that's, you know, six-figure launch that that person had was not all glamorous like it made it seem. Um, So, so many different learning curves and things like that. So, I'm going to dive into what I believe are the best foundations for business. So, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. We're going to share different opportunities about how you can be a part of our collective community, um, how you can, um, you know, be a part of a few different things that are super new. So, I'm so excited to share. But I want to go ahead and just keep diving in because your time is so precious and I'm sure you guys have some content to go create or clients to manage. I know I certainly do when we jump off here. So in this business class, I'm going to cover how to create a signature service, what it is, why it's so important. I'm going to run through the workflows and tools that make our life easier. Um, I'm going to share my favorite processes that have been super helpful for me. Um, And I'll be honest, I'm a creative. I put myself in the creative bucket. I'm not super logistical. I'm not super operational. Those are things that I have learned. So um, those are all things that I'm going to share as well. And then we're going to talk about the skills um, that clients are paying for in social media. So we're going to run through a lot of topics. I'm going to keep it moving. If you have any questions at any point, feel free to drop them in the chat. We'll do a Q&A at the very end. Um, and just know I'm an open book. So feel free to ask anything that is on these slides or just anything else that's coming up in terms of running your social media management business. Um, So perfect. So we're going to dive into how to finally start your social media management business. I know we have some really seasoned social media managers on here as well. So whether you're looking for your first client, your next client, or maybe your fifth client, just know that these are really good foundational things that you can kind of take with that. So first, I want to talk about niche. You guys know I have to start just rip the bandaid off and talk about niche. I would love to hear and there's no right or wrong answer. What is your niche in the Go ahead and drop it in. Let me know what type of clients you work with. Um, If it's a specific niche, a specific industry, if you have a specific niche in your service, or let me know. I don't have a niche. I work with, you know, any female entrepreneur, any small business owner in my town, you know, in the Tampa Bay. Just let me know what that is. And I want to see what you guys are saying. Um, I love small businesses or local businesses, currently business and performance coaches, trade businesses, amazing. 
local small businesses, perfect local small women business centers. I'm seeing a really awesome trend here with who we're all serving right now. So this is awesome. Most of my clients are beauty, wellness, and aesthetics based, but I have others, hospitality industry, small businesses, moms with small local businesses, local small business owners. I love it. I actually haven't had a niche lately, but have primarily worked with small businesses and local businesses. I want to start leaning towards creative businesses and event spaces soon, though. I love that. have no specific niche, but basically work with everyone except crypto trading and finance. I feel you on that one. Uh, currently working with local small businesses, food service coaches. Okay, so many awesome so many awesome niches coming through. So I want to just say that you guys all put in the right answers. There is no right or wrong way to determine a niche. I strongly believe, I know there's a lot of other creators or, you know, social media coaches or consultants or, you know, however they identify that say you need a niche to hit X income goal to reach this type of business that you want to create. I started with female small business owners, pretty vague, pretty open, but I didn't know who specifically I wanted to serve. I think at the time I had just lost my job. I was like, okay, one, I need to make money. Who's going to pay my rent? Um, I lived just outside of New York City at the time. So it was super expensive and looming over me. And so honestly, I started doing anything and everything under the sun. I was building websites in Squarespace. Like I would never do that again. It was such a pain to do it. And it's not my forte. If that's something you guys love, that's awesome. Um, I would do any sort of social media management service. I was doing organic social media content creation. I was doing Facebook ads. I was doing Google ads. I was doing so many different things. Um, but I knew at the end of the day that at the start, I wanted to work with um, small female owned businesses. So I believe the best way to determine your niche is to one pull in first and foremost, what you're the most passionate about. Because when we're passionate, have interest of, or just love to consume that ourselves or find that we're an audience or a target, you know, client for the business that we're marketing, we're going to market it so much better, right? As social media managers, we wear so many, many hats. I feel like one time I need to count up how many specific hats we all wear because it's really impressive. Um, but we wear so many hats, right? We're, you know, we're doing the creative, we're managing, we're doing strategy and data analytics and community management and customer service and so many different things. So just really, you know, consider considering all the things that we're doing, we need to be passionate about the work that we're doing. So when it comes to determining your niche, there is no right or wrong way to have a niche. One thing that I truly believe in is that having a niche is really specific to either who you serve or how you serve them, which is your signature service. And we are gonna get into that really, really soon. So a really th important thing to have that not only I don't want to say that this is what the magic formula that you need to put in your Instagram bio, you're all social media managers, I don't think I need to tell you how to optimize your social profiles for people to find them. But having a statement like this that is short and sweet let's call it like it is it's a shark tank pitch of ourselves we need to really know specifically who we can serve and how we serve them with social media 
a point to that is if we're speaking to a specific target audience, we're not necessarily excluding anyone else who is coming in to maybe hire us as a social media marketer or a freelancer. But what we're doing is we're being super crystal clear to the people that we can serve. And a niche is not restrictive at all. A niche just helps us narrow down and focus a little bit more. So figuring out specifically who we're working with and how we can help that specific niche is so important. So you all mentioned so many different niches that you guys serve, so many industries, so many different things um, that you are doing with clients. And I guarantee every single one of those specific niches, even the local small businesses, even the mom-owned businesses, the mom entrepreneurs, there are so many different things to kind of consider um, in terms of their pain points. And when I say pain points, I mean, I don't want your client to be sad and thinking about their struggles or anything like that. I want to know what keeps them up at night, right? As a business owner, it's probably a lot of things speaking from, you know, from real world experience here, but I want to know what keeps them up about their social media. Maybe they're not tech savvy. Maybe they don't even understand how TikTok works. Maybe they don't know how to edit a video to be smooth and have smooth transitions um, or anything of the sort. Maybe they don't know how to write great captions. Maybe it's super time consuming in that sense. Um, but, you know, I think it's really, really important for, um, you know, really, really important for us to get super clear on that. Um, really quickly, two questions that popped in. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Don't be sorry at all. Um, would you be able to put the recorded video in the group. So we are going to send the recorded replay. For some reason, Zoom would not let me broadcast live into the Facebook community. So that was kind of a bummer. But we are going to send out the replay. So if you guys do need to jump off before we end, I certainly won't go over an hour. Um, I want to keep this to 30 minutes and we can do Q&A for a while. Um, and then Paige said the niche question always makes me nervous. It makes me nervous as well. And I will say it's one of those things that it's super important to consider, um, you know, either one of two things, the specific industry you're working with, or the specific work that you do as a social media manager. So that's in short, I know I'm jumping here, what I call a signature service. So we're going to dive into that. And hopefully Paige, that question will no longer make you nervous. So your signature service is what you do best as a social media manager. It's the specific platform or platforms that you manage. It's the skills you have, it's the results you get. And it's also a compliment to the niche. So the type of clients, the industry that you work with. So I know we had a lot of social media marketers, managers, strategists, content creators. I love seeing it. Let me know in the chat. Tell me what your favorite platform is. If you are already, you know, a member of our collective mentorship, maybe you have a signature service. Let me know what your signature service is. What platforms do you focus on? What's your forte? Are you more creative in terms of you know video editing do you love community management uh do you find that you're more of a UGC creator are you more analytical do you just love strategy um I'd love to hear what you guys are already loving as of right now so organic organic social on Facebook Instagram and LinkedIn are my favorite and reporting LinkedIn article writing I love that one that is so good Facebook is my fave I love connecting with the community I would love to know if you're saying community are you thinking more so Facebook group Facebook page I just would love to hear what your preference is there creating video content more short form for TikTok and Instagram I love that this is all so so good um, and more I'm more creative and love strategy. 
But as a platform, I have the most experience in Instagram, amazing organic social on Facebook and Instagram, but especially Instagram. Yes, Facebook groups are the best for trade businesses. Amazing. Facebook and Instagram, my VIP, my VIP group is great too. Facebook as social media manager and TikTok as a user. I love doing graphics. Amazing. Amazing. Okay. So you guys are all super dialed in to specifically what you love to do. So the one thing that I, TikTok and Instagram are my jam right now. I love that. That's amazing. I feel like TikTok is a platform that for the past two years, I'm like, I'm going to get better at TikTok. I'm going to create better videos. I'm going to do this, but I never do. So clearly Instagram is still my favorite platform for, for that. Um, I do love TikTok content though. Anyway, I could spend hours on TikTok. I'm sure we all can, but really considering the platforms that you love, the skills that you have, and quite honestly, the work that you want to do is going to help create your signature service. So you guys are probably going to notice an overlying theme between all of these different foundational pieces that we'll talk about. But the one thing that I want to share about all of these things and what really helps move the needle in business. So in you know reality terms, what helps make you money, it puts money in your bank, it helps clients, you know, pay those invoices, all of the things is simplicity. Simplicity. And you're like, okay, like, awesome. But how do we actually take that into specifics? So, you know, when I think about niching, it, and it's all about simplicity. Think about that simple target market that you can serve. That is going to already change your messaging to be super clear on how you can help those clients. And of course, when you're creating content on TikTok or Instagram, you can speak directly to those people. Simplicity in your signature service. We just need one thing that we're really, really good at. And that is what we need to offer. So I think one thing that I see all the time, and if you guys are inside the Social Savvy Collective Facebook group, um, you guys have probably seen this all the time. If you're on this or watching the replay and you're not in there, just search Social Savvy Collective on Facebook groups and you'll be able to find it and join for absolutely free. And one thing that I see all the time is everyone sharing their packages. So many packages, so many services, so many different things. And my one thing when I see all of those, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed. You know, you're creating your packages. I've got three packages. I'm going through all these different things. I have all these different deliverables in here. This one has Instagram. This one has Instagram and Facebook. This has Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Oh, but you can add on TikTok for an add-on service and all of those things. Like, I don't know about you guys, but that is so complicated for the clients who are going to hire us. And one thing that is so true just in business and with whether you're selling to clients or selling to customers, simplicity of our messaging is what equals sales. So sales is a whole other thing. We could probably talk for hours and hours and hours about that. Um, but when it comes to closing more clients on discovery calls, even getting more clients to come onto those discovery calls with you from seeing your content, from reading your website, to submitting your form, to booking a call on your calendar, is all about simplicity. Simplicity in, okay, I see Jessica, she's a social media manager. She can do these services. She works with these clients. That's me. That's what I need. Okay. The last piece of that is why her? Why her among other social media managers? And we'll keep kind of diving into the, the different things that you need. But when we are super clear about what we do and how we serve clients and who those clients are that we specifically serve, that is how we'll find clients who can hire us 
pay the rates that we want to pay. We want to be paid, do the work that we want to do. And we don't have to do any of those other things that are a part of that. So we can determine our signature service by going through a lot of different questions. And I know these questions are, some might, se might seem simple when putting them all together. It's like, okay, this feels like a big, heavy, confusing exercise, but there are so many different things to really consider with our signature service. So a really good way to think about this is, and I'll use an example from a couple of random things that I saw come through the chat here, but creating a signature service, say your target audience, are female uh, business coaches who serve clients in, you know, growing their business to hitting their first, you know, million dollar mark. I don't remember the statistic off the top of my head, but I know the number of million dollar women entrepreneurs is really low. We're all here. We're all going to get to that mark ourselves. I know it. I'm putting out that good energy for all of us, but that's the specific client that we're working with. Okay, let's think about the specifics of what you love to do. You love to create short form video content for TikTok and Instagram. So your signature service is covering those two platforms and creating a package that is Instagram and TikTok for your client who's a coach to reach more of her audience of people who want to hit that million dollar mark. And so a big part of that is if you're super, super clear in that messaging and that's what you're sharing on your discovery call, whether you've worked with a coach in this industry, maybe you haven't worked with a social media management client at all, but if this is what your signature service is and you're talking so specifically to them and on the call, they feel like they are being heard, then they're going to hire you. It's going to be the easiest yes they have to do in terms of you know, hiring you. So I want to know really quickly, because this has been a huge question inside of our mentorship. Um, I want to know how do you guys feel about discovery calls? Do you love them? Do you hate them? Do you despise them? Do you wish you could close more on discovery calls? Are discovery calls your bread and butter? You just need more on your calendar? L drop in the chat how you guys feel about discovery calls. Paige, I love them. Amazing. I love hearing that as our very first answer. No right or wrong answer. You guys love them. If you hate them, there's no right or wrong answer. Um, is a discovery call just like an interview? Sorry for the silly question. Uh, Christina, no silly questions at all. Discovery call is a sales call, consultation call. I like to just say it's a sales call. Let's call it like it is, right? We're taking someone um, from interested in working with us to actually hiring us. It's a discovery, but it's a sales process. So I don't like to sugarcoat anything. Um, Amanda, I need more. Okay. I'm 50-50 on this one. <laughs> Absolutely. I love them. Um, okay, Amanda, I see you said you need more and you love them. Awesome. Uh, sometimes I wonder if I should meet in person instead of a call. I love them in person always for me. Absolutely. I definitely need more. I have a love-hate relationship with them, though. I prefer an in-person sale. I find it's easier to close. Absolutely. So the biggest thing about that is people buy from people. If they can meet you and they can see and hear and have a conversation with you and feel, physically feel your passion for social media or their business, then it is going to be so, so good. So, so many of you said local small business owners, do those sales discovery calls, do them as discovery meetings, do them at sales meetings, do in person, go into their place of business. Maybe if they're a coach and, but they live in your same town, go meet up at your favorite coffee shop, have coffee, talk about their business, talk about their goals, 
find out all of those different things. Um, let's see. Actually, haven't had one yet. I'm working with businesses of people I personally know. Absolutely. That's perfect. No worries at all. And I think the best thing to consider when it comes to discovery calls, sales calls, is really consider, you know, who we're talking to, how we can help them. And all of these questions that cover our signature service are what's going to be really, really helpful. I do always wonder if I should call or email to set up an in-person pitch. So, okay, I love this question. I think that this is a really good thing. Um, I think it's important to, um, if you have the capability to do it in person, I think it's definitely great. You can certainly do it on Zoom as well. Um, I think Personally, it just depends on what your level of comfort is. There's something about being in Zoom and just kind of one-on-one -on -one to a computer and you're just waiting for them to join the waiting room, right? Maybe you're not nervous, but the nerves are building up because you're just sitting there waiting. Maybe they're joining as well, but they're like, okay, who I, I know who I'm hiring. I saw her on TikTok. Um, I'm going to talk to her, but it's still nervous and, and it's a little bit difficult to break the ice on Zoom. It takes a little bit longer than in person. Um, so absolutely do them in person. Uh, we can talk about cold pitching, cold emailing, cold calling, all of that uh, later. Save that for the Q&A if you guys have any questions about that. I call it strategy clarity call so I can convince my mind I like it. Absolutely. So we can name it anything that we want to. That's completely okay. Uh, but the one thing to consider is, you know, just what's the best format for you and to go through that. So we'll kind of keep talking through that. So you guys already have a lot of services kind of dialed in that you're offering. Um, there's a lot of different things in terms of what we can offer. Um, we can offer full platform management. We can do strategy. We can do audits, content creation, engagement, outreach, um, social selling. So just, you know, lead generation, selling in DMs. We can consult. We can train clients on how to do their own social media. We can train their teams. We can do paid ads. There's so many different things that we can kind of do for, you know, working with clients. So I think the thing to consider with the services that we're offering is, again, always have, I hope I'm like planting a good seed in your head to always be, have it simple right? We can have add-ons, we can have other packages that we offer, but these are all really great upsells or downsells during that discovery or sales call, whether it's on Zoom or in person. We don't have to have everything out in the front. We don't have to have everything in the proposal that we send over, but maybe we have a conversation with the client and you're very open and upfront that your minimum package, let's say for ease of math, <laughs> starts at $1,000 for you know social media management. Maybe their budget is just under that or maybe they can swing it but they can't quite swing it for your three-month contract or your six-month contract so maybe their revenue is not as sustainable as it needs to be so really consider how you can downsell or ups or you would downsell because it would be under a thousand into a different service but if you needed to add on more then you could always upsell from that Okay, so let's keep going. I'm going to keep kind of going through everything. Like I said, I want to honor all of your time who are here live. If you have any questions, drop them in the chat. We will send out the replay um, and go, you know, go with that. Um, but when it comes to packaging up your offer and pricing it for your clients, pricing is probably the number one question that we get on um, inside the Social Savvy Collective is how do we price our services? How do we create a package that is right for us? And I'm going to be honest, there is no one formula I can share with all of you because one, you all told me you're all over the US, 
all over the world. Um, I hate pricing. Okay, let me know in the chat. How do you feel about pricing your services? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is your pricing so dialed in? Are you still working on it? Uh, clueless, hate it. It's so hard. Okay, love, hate. It's the worst. Okay, I love it. We're getting all the emotions here, but this is a safe place. Vent as you see fit. When it comes to still trying to figure it out, absolutely. So when it comes to pricing our services, there's always the number one thing to figure out with, okay, are we getting paid enough? Um, let me go here really quickly and just make sure I'm caught up. Still trying to figure it out, hate it. I have packages and not a single client has used it. They basically create their own. Okay, I... <laughs> Would love to get into that, Christina. Are they getting into custom packages or are you going from a package rate to an hourly? I'd love if you could drop that in the chat. Would love to chat through that. Uh, totally love hate. It's getting clients to figure out what it's worth. Yep. I have a tough time. There is not much money transparency in this industry. Absolutely. So if you guys saw, we launched or are launching the collective rate guide. So this is a 100% free, 100% anonymous to submit your package and your pricing. And we have... I think we are getting in a good amount of people. I would love people to keep kind of organizing it. And then we're going to organize it by averages and all the different things. But we are working on that because no one really shares their rates. Okay. And I think the other important thing to transparency in the social media and just service provider industry is, okay, I'm looking at this local social media agency. They're charging 2500 for just say they have one package, 2500 Okay, this agency is charging 4500 This agency is charging 15000 Yes, those prices do exist. This person is charging $500. Where do I fall within that super large range? There's so many things to consider with that. And the biggest thing and my biggest thing with the transparency in this industry is that Okay, I can see the TikToks and the reels of how much revenue and income people are making. Tell me how much you're spending. Tell me how much your team is getting paid. How much are you spending on ads? How much are you investing in courses and advert and, um, you know, group coaching programs and memberships and so many different things? Because I know for myself personally, it, it, it depends. It depends on revenue. It's depending on how much more I'm investing. This year, I didn't invest a ton in my business. There wasn't a ton of, to be honest, a lot of offers or coaches that I felt like were worth what I wanted to pay. So that's kind of where it's so important for that. There are years in our five years of social savvy where we've done paid ads. Actually, in 2023, we've done zero paid ads, which has been crazy. There's so many different things. Um, I feel like we've done better. That'll be a podcast episode. So Shameless plug, make sure you listen to hashtag managed and I'll dive into that when I do my end of year recap. Uh, but let me kind of scroll up and talk about this because the pricing varies. It varies based on what people are making, what people need to make to pay their bills, to pay their expenses, to, you know, do they have a VA? Do they have another social media manager on their team? Are they an agency? Are they working with people? Okay, are they hiring a content creator? Are they hiring a photographer? Are they hiring a copywriter? More transparency would absolutely be awesome. Um, okay, Christina, you said custom. Some have a very specific budget, so I will just work with it. Okay, awesome. We'll keep kind of chatting through that. Uh, but thank you so much for clarifying that in the chat. Still figuring it out. 
Yeah, it took me a long time to figure out, but I've started doing custom packages for all clients. I have different pricing for convenience packages versus results packages. I love that setup. Clients have very unrealistic expectations. Okay, I'm loving all the reactions to um, Rebecca's comment about that because expectations are such a big thing. 100%. Yes, I hate all the $99 ads online. Yeah, the social media manager for $99. I get targeted for that. I'm also okay, cool. Uh, nothing is what it seems and you get what you pay for. So if you ever on a conversation with a client and they talk about the 99 cent social media management, um, or if they tell me about how they can go hire XYZ, or, you know, my niece uh, is in high school, she can probably do it for me for free. Or, you know, my receptionist knows a little bit about TikTok. I'm just going to have her kind of post it. Uh, her hourly rate is $11. You know, why isn't yours? By all means, pay those people, pay them. That's always my open and transparent conversation inside of discovery calls. So feel free for you guys to be super unapologetic about that as well. Um, Jessica, what did you say your podcast was called? I'm new here. Sorry. No, no, sorry's at all. No need to apologize. Hashtag managed. So you guys can search it on Spotify, Apple podcast. Um, you can go to socialsavvyhq.co forward slash podcast to be brought right to all the, you know, ways to listen to it and all the show notes and everything. Um, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at Yancy's comment. I ended having no clients sometimes because even if we have a strong feeling during the discovery call, once I sent them my packages, they end up either ghosting or say it's too expensive. Except that with all the expenses and taxes, I don't charge that much at all. Absolutely. So if I'm being, you know, I think when it comes to pricing, it's one of those things that the conversation needs to start at the very start of the relationship okay i don't know if you guys have websites i don't know where you're putting your pricing if you have a pricing guide we'll talk about a lot of these things but you know when it comes to that put your price on your website put your it doesn't have to be your exact package it doesn't have to be your hourly rate you know we don't need to be that out and open but put the starting price you know my starting package is a thousand my starting package is 500. My starting package is 1500. Put it on your website, put it on your pricing guide, put it in your post talking about how you're hiring or finding or, you know, able to fill new clients, put it everywhere. So clients can see that from the start and they already can filter out if it's for them, if it's not for them. The other part of that is it's not necessarily going to take away clients they're like, oh, okay, hold on. Nope, that's not my budget. Because I really believe 90% of the time, clients have no idea what their budget is. They really don't know. You can really look at the revenue a business is bringing in for the year. And you can do math to really figure out how much it really should be for their marketing costs. But social media is just one, sometimes it's one piece of their marketing puzzle. Sometimes it's their whole marketing. Some businesses put everything in social media right? They don't have a website. Maybe they do. It's not that great. They don't update it. They're not doing SEO. They're not doing um, email marketing. You know, they're not doing paid advertising. They're not doing any of those things. And so sometimes businesses don't know how to allocate funds from their revenue to how much they can afford for marketing. They just don't know. The other piece of that too is our clients don't know. They don't, they don't know how much it costs for them to get a new customer or a new client, or a new lead. They don't know. And that is really, really hard to track, right? You would have to track exactly how much 
you know, for us to do it, we would have to track, okay, how much time do we spend on all of our marketing? How much time do we spend on our marketing tools? You know, do we hire anyone to create content for us or take our photos or do anything like that? Um, you know, how many clients do we get to come to us in a year? Okay, we can take that number and we can figure out we charge our clients X amount of money in 2022. Let's just use last year as an example. You can figure out how much it costs you to acquire those clients um, or customers, but a lot of businesses do not know. So unfortunately, since they don't know that number, they think and they want to find the smallest amount of price, right? They want to put up a Facebook ad for $10 a day. And they want all the leads to come into their business. Um, they want so many different things. So um, I think another part to knowing our value and building building our package. So putting what we're you know doing in our packages is our price is for us. I think that is something that is so important. Our price can be relative to the clients that we're working with. Certain industries have more money. Uh, they make more money. I know, for example, we've worked with a lot of clients in the interior design industry, but we worked with clients who are luxury interior designers, and we worked with clients who are not luxury interior designers. They're more smaller scale residential, like redecorations and things like that. We've worked with clients who um, put together $100,000 to $500,000 weddings. Then we work with clients who are still wedding industry, but they help DIY budget brides. So two completely different businesses that are bringing in different revenue. So they value their new customers completely different. So I hope that's helpful. Um, let me know if there's any like questions to clarify around that. Um, I'm going to move on in just a second, but I want to see really quickly. Um, any other amazing? Okay, hold on. I have found for my clients, they are more concerned in the value in ROI rather than the package cost. Results-based clients have always been easier than my convenience-based clients. Absolutely. I think if you're creating a package that is more results-based in terms of what you are guaranteeing and what sort of return you'll bring back to them and what sort of leads they'll see in their lead pipeline or customers will come in or clients will come in and hire them, that's easier for clients to see like, okay, I... You know, I paid um, I paid Jessica a thousand bucks. She brought in an additional three thousand dollars in revenue. Okay, I can do the math. I can see the ROI with that. Just using those numbers for pure example, but it's a really good way to kind of see you through that. Um, totally approve. I don't provide my prices on my website, but maybe I should. Do you usually ask them for their budget during the discovery call? So here's what I think again about pricing. Put it on your website in terms of if you're so sure on what your pricing is or what your range should be put the starting at you don't have to put an exact price put a starting at so you can kind of cap out anyone who maybe does not fall under that now inside the form you have or if they're booking a call with you put it again and i think the best way to put the don't ask their budget don't leave it open for people to type in. They'll tell you $500. They'll tell you something super low. Um, again, they don't know. They don't know what their budget should be for the service that you provide. That's our job to share the value that we bring with our specific skills and our service. But put in your inquiry form or booking your call, 
put a checkbox, you know, think about terms and conditions when we all accept them on our website, on Instagram, and we don't ever read them. Um, think about those terms and conditions, put a checkbox saying, you know, I'm booking this call with um, Jessica or with Social Savvy, however your business identifies in the branding. And I understand that the minimum social media management package starts at $1,000. I am ready to invest in my business. Have a checkbox. Checkbox says, yes, I understand. Um, that way they can have that verbal, they can see it, they can see the words and they let you know, like, yes, I understand. This is the minimum starting package. I can really understand um, in terms of pricing for that. So I'm gonna keep kind of pushing us along. I just wanna make sure we have enough time at the end. So think about your pricing formula in terms of how much money you guys wanna bring home for, per month and how much you guys are going to work in that same month. So you gotta do a little bit of a math to figure out your work X hours each week, times it by four for the month, by divided by your income goal. That is your minimum take home hourly rate. That's what you need to make sure you're paid, make sure your bills are paid, um, You know, make sure you're bringing in the income you want. With that hourly rate, that doesn't need to be what you need to put on your website or what you need to share clients because it'll be different from a lot of us. Some of us might be, you know, 35. It might be 55. You might do it and you're like, okay, my hourly rate is 125. Perfect. Build your packages around that in terms of figuring out that starting price. Um, that is just super important to really consider. And then when it comes to pricing yourself when you're starting out. I know it's confusing. I know it's hard to do. I know there's so many thoughts around it. Price yourself to scale. Every new client that comes in, raise your price. Your hourly rate has just gone up because your time is now spent on that client. Put it up, put your prices up, and that is how you'll sustainably build an income that can hit that goal right? Because it's another thing about goal setting. And we talk about this a lot, you know, in our mentorship and course and everything, setting goals, we don't start at 10k. If you guys are on here, and you're like, I want 10k, I would love to know you've got to be making close to that already. Because if not, we don't go from zero to 10k. No one does. So I think a really, really good thing about that is to really consider, um, you know, the pricing and everything in terms of scaling up to that income goal. Um, amazing Yancy Latasha James made a video that was very helpful for the price breakdown. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that Yancy Latasha James is an amazing resource. So I'm going to keep kind of going through. So let's talk about processes. I'd love to know, do you guys feel like you have processes set up in place um, for working with clients? So sending them a proposal, sending them the contract to sign, handling payments, tracking tasks, tracking the content you need to send over for approval. There are so many different tools that can be used in terms of setting up your processes, setting up the things that you have. But I'd love to know, do you guys feel like you have your processes set up? Are they still a work in progress? Um, no. <laughs> okay, awesome. I love that that was in all caps. Amazing. I'll give another second for it to pop on. Work in progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Amazing. I'm going to give you guys another second to kind of come through, but I'm going to keep going. Feel free to keep popping them in. So the four processes that are super, super important that we have, and we don't need any outside of this. We need one to get leads. So that's new clients who were, who will hire us to work with us. Um, onboarding, super, super important. Monthly maintenance, 
which is just how we're going to work with clients, create content, send them content, manage their projects, track analytics, offboarding. Offboarding is the fourth and final most important process. And I know you're what you're already thinking. You're like, I need my first client or I just started working with a few clients. I don't need an offboarding process. Have an offboarding process from the start because clients will leave us in a good way. It doesn't mean they're always leaving in a bad way. Maybe they've moved on. Maybe they have made so much money in their business. This has happened to us at Social Savvy before where they're so overloaded. They can't take on any new, any new clients, any new customers. I mean, great problem to have. I love hearing that, but it will happen. Businesses will outgrow. They will change internally, different things for that. So four processes that you should have in place. Um, and these are all things that we go deeper into inside of our um, collective mentorship and course. But let me check really quickly. Biggest focus right now. I feel like they're all non-existent. Absolutely. I started with HoneyBook, but had to switch to manual because they don't offer different currencies for payments. Interesting. Uh, payments on Stripe now. Absolutely. Stripe, Stripe, Stripe. Please, if you guys are using PayPal, don't use PayPal. Uh, so many problems will come with PayPal. Uh, please don't use PayPal for invoicing or having accepting client payments. Um, use Stripe. So much more safe, secure. Uh, really great for you if anything does happen later on down the road, if any clients decide not to pay or put stop payment work in progress. Um, I use wave. Awesome. 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 Okay, perfect. I'm going to keep moving on. If you guys have any questions, feel free for that. Um, but one thing when it comes to finding clients, the biggest thing there is so much talk on, okay, how do I find clients? How do I find clients? Okay, we can create our own social media channels. Clients can come to us. We can network in Facebook groups. We can be where they are at. We can be visible, but I think the most important thing, especially as we go into 2024, is that we don't necessarily need to wait for them to come to us. Why are we waiting for them to come to us? I think we need to go out and find those clients. When I think about 2018, Jess, and when she found her first client, I went out and found that client. I had a mutual connection on Facebook with someone who... Um, I believe to own one wedding business. I thought she was an event planner. Come to find out she owned three wedding businesses. She owned a venue. She owned an event rental. So she would rent out, you know, furniture and all these different things. And she planned weddings. So come to find out when I found out that I was making a connection with someone that I knew mutually, I thought I was like, okay, maybe I can like, maybe she'll hire me for managing her, you know, wedding planning business. She had three businesses. Best thing about the wedding industry, they have vendors that they work with. They have huge networks. They kept referring, kept referring, and I got booked out super, super quickly, all by reaching out to my network of just people I knew. And I think a really, really good exercise to figuring out your network is I... I don't have like a specific name for it, but get out your notes app, get out a pen and paper, write 10 people that are really close to you. Just, they don't have to have a business. Just could be our parents, our partners, our significant others, our roommates, our best friends, uh, close family members, anything, any 10 people that are super, super close to us. Okay, now write a list of 10 people that you know, or you know that a connection on the 10 list knows a business owner. It might take a little bit longer to get that 10 out, but you'll find people and just think, right? Okay, who, you know, who does my mom know that 
has friends that own businesses? Um, do they know anyone that knows friends that knows businesses? Um, think about that. Make that second 10 list. Third 10 list. This is kind of a little bit of a stretch for your network, but I'm going to say it's part of your network. Think about 10 businesses that are, that are local to you. Local or businesses that you love to use. That's your 10. That's your coldest because you probably don't know those people. I know for myself, I would put like, okay, I love this like local coffee shop. I I think the owner made me a coffee once. Okay. I think it's a little bit of a stretch to say we're like in my network, but think about those lists and eventually you have 30 people. Now I'm not saying these are your 30 clients, but this is your network. Your network is so much bigger than you can expect. And that is going to be the best way to go out and start, you know, doing outreach for finding clients. Now, I'm going to briefly talk about this one because I think you guys are all experts in this anyway. You all probably have um, some sort of social media presence already. If not, you're probably creating it. I think my biggest piece of advice, because we've been having this conversation just last week inside the mentorship, is when it comes to figuring out you know, your content strategy, how you're going to post, I want us to stop thinking about what we want to post. I know we're all experts in social media. We know how Instagram's algorithm works. We know what kind of reels are trending. We know the best content. We know all of that. But really consider the type of content that our audience needs. Go back to your niche. Go back to this replay. Watch watch the part about niching, signature surfing, servicing, and those questions around your business. That is the content that you need to share. There's nothing else you need to share because I don't know about all of you guys, but I love community. But at the end of the day, when I'm considering and putting all this work into content, I want it to reach the right people on Instagram. I don't necessarily need it to reach social media managers. I think we're so supportive. We've we actually had this conversation internally as a team. I think social media managers are the most supportive cheerleaders on Instagram and TikTok. It's so great. I mean, just look at our Facebook community, which you guys are always championing each other, which is so awesome. But when we're creating content that is around social media, we're attracting social media managers. Really think about your audience. Really think about why would they hire you? They're going to hire you because they don't love Instagram. They don't love TikTok. I don't know how many times clients come to me and they tell me that they don't love marketing on Instagram. It takes them hours to write a post. Anytime any client ever confesses, I like to call it a confession. Anytime they confess how they feel about social media, guess what gets put in a nice little Instagram caption? Guess what I put on our website copy? Guess what I put on a blog or an email? Use what clients are saying or conversations you're having if you're just starting out with the content you can create so we can stop, you know, kind of attracting um, social media managers. I think the last, you know, really important piece when it comes to building a strong foundation uh, for our businesses is to really consider, you know, our client expectations. Now, I don't want this to come across that, you know, I'm saying, okay, do whatever a client tells you to do. Work till 11 p.m. if they want you to. Give them your personal phone number so they can text you. No, no, no. We, we need boundaries and all of those different things. But the best way to grow your business is to have your clients that you're working with be the best referrals for your business. When I look at the best clients that we have at Social Savvy, they are referrals from clients that we've worked with in the past just hands down, they are the best referrals, hands down versus anyone else that comes to us. 
like I like, you know, it's kind of like the saying like attracts like, I think good, good clients that we work with attract even better clients <laughs> that we want to work with. Uh, yes, almost all my people dislike social media. Yeah, Sarah, absolutely. That is a really important thing to consider when we're marketing ourselves. And just when we're talking to clients, I think that is another important thing for client expectations. I think a really important thing, okay, we need to show our value and our ROI to clients to hire us on discovery calls. Getting the client is one thing. How do we retain them? How do we retain them after our three month contract, after our six month contract, after, you know, we go month to month in their work, whatever that looks like, how do we retain them? And I think a big part of that is going back and understanding what it is that why they're hiring you and why they need you. They're hiring you because they dislike social media. So if there's ever any rifts or they, if you feel that they're going to cancel their contract, or maybe that comes up on a conversation, maybe they're letting you know that at the end of the six months, they're not going to renew, have the conversation with them. Well, what was your expectation of the project? It doesn't mean to say you need to go switch and, you know, go scope creep and go start doing all these things that are, out, that are outside of your package. But a lot of times it's just miscommunication. Have that conversation with them to really, really figure that out. So if you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat. I would love to um, open it up to Q&A for anything else that you guys have. Uh, but before we get to that very end, that Q&A part, I do just want to share something with you that's super, super new. We've been asked by probably everyone inside the Social Savvy Collective community, which is now almost 18,000 of you, which is crazy. Um, why don't we have a course? And our answer for the longest time has been, well, we have a mentorship. And if you guys are here live and you're on the mentorship, if you guys would want to share that in the chat and just share your experience there, our mentorship is daily support inside a Slack channel. And it is weekly support on a Zoom call. But I know so many of you are in that building phases of starting your business and building a strong foundation. So we have um, created the managed method. It is a five module live over the next five week course. You'll get instant access to it as well, but you'll learn everything, the ins and outs of starting your social media management business, setting processes up, the right systems you need to use, the actual tools that we use, how we create content for clients that we don't even know what their industry is or what they do. Um, you know, how to work with clients in, um, in a, one-on-one -on -one capacity, how to land and, you know, close more sales on your discovery calls. We're also sharing all of the tools that we have. So all of the templates in our mentorship, we have a, um, we have a portfolio template, we have caption templates, we have Canva templates, we have uh, package templates, investment guides, anything that you need is inside the course immediately. So I dropped the link in the chat. If you guys want to join, most courses nowadays are in the thousands and thousands of dollars. Our course right now is priced at $3.99 and we do have a six month payment plan. So you guys can get in for like $60 a month if you want to join. Um, Sarah, I'm in the mentorship. It's amazing. <laughs> I was lost and had so many questions. I didn't know what to do and this mentorship honestly saved me. Jess is great about going above and beyond to help and answer your questions. Thank you, Sarah. That is so nice 
nice of you to say. Um, and so really appreciate that. But if you guys want to join the course and learn the foundations of starting your business, definitely feel free to click that link in the chat. When we send out the replay, we'll send you the special offer, um, but it will only last for a few days um, until we do raise the price on the course. But most courses are in the thousands of dollars. Most courses don't offer anything live or anything like that. And I think the biggest part is we offer community for that. So I'd love to hear, do you guys have any questions in terms of anything that we covered, anything else social media? I think I saw one pop in, um, passive income ideas. I think this is a really, really, really good question. So I think a good thing to think about passive income is to think about the type of clients you're working with. So passive income ideas just off the top of my head that we could offer as social media managers, you know, we can create Canva templates for them. Uh, we can create little template packs for a, a popular one that's really timely right now. That one that we have is a Black Friday, Black Friday, Cyber Monday template social media pack that just has things that clients can copy and paste. They can access Canva templates. Think about your clients and the specifics of what they struggle with. If they don't understand how to you know, post content for their business. Maybe your passive income is a content calendar that they can follow step by step by step. Uh, maybe they struggle with creating graphics that are on brand. Maybe you have Canva templates that they can download instantly from your store. But a great upsell to that is can you upcharge them to add in their custom branding. It's a little bit less passive because you would actually physically have to do that, but it's a great way to kind of value add and stack on to that service. Um, so I hope that's helpful in kind of answering that really, really quickly. Um, Yancy said, thank you so much, Jess. You're so welcome. Yancy's also in the mentorship. So, so happy you were here. Uh, what's your favorite way to find your clients? So my two favorite ways that I do it is number one, like I said, our best clients are referrals from our best clients in our onboarding and offboarding process. And these are things that we'll cover over in the manage method course is that I always like to start the conversation with clients in the onboarding that we have a great referral program for clients. So I believe our referral program is, um, uh, I'm blanking on specifically what it is. It's either 150, 200, or 250. I don't know why that just popped out of my head. Um, it's either in that, uh, it's in that range. It's in the 150 to 250 range. We can either apply it to an invoice, which actually most, I don't think any client has ever done that. Um, we can donate it to the charity of their choice. Our clients love that one. We just donate to the charity of their choice in their name and their business name. Um, or the third one is they can get it via PayPal, which I actually have never done. So either clients take the charity donation in their name, if they're super, you know, have a charity that's really close to them, or the amount of times the client has told me, keep it. Like, keep it. I don't need the referral bonus, um, which is so nice. Um, but it just kind of shows that the client expectations and just creating a good experience with clients is the most important.
Have you been wanting to use AI in your business and you just don't know where to start? Tune into Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs podcast, where we explore how we can leverage the power of AI technology without wasting our time or selling our souls. Together, we'll dive headfirst into the world of AI for solopreneurs and unlock the secrets to saving time, boosting productivity, and up-leveling your business with the help of AI, all while staying true to yourself and your brand. Are you ready to unlock the full potential of AI and revolutionize your business? Tune into Authentic AI for Entrepreneurs podcast. Let's embrace making AI work for you. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Hashtag Manage. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Come back next week for another new episode of Hashtag Managed. We'll see you then.